I got, I'm excited to preach today, and um, I'm going to be talking out of Colossians chapter 1, starting with verse 24, going to verse 29. So Colossians 1, um, 24 to 29. And my title is this, Joy and Strength in Christ. Joy and Strength in Christ. Um, and in just preparing for this message and thinking about missions and um, reading this passage, I, I was thinking about the Olympics, which just started. And I love watching the Olympics, because you see, you see these athletes who train for years and years, they get one chance every four years to, to do all, all that they've trained for, to present it and to go after these medals, right? And you watch these athletes and they're giving everything they got. I mean, they're, they're moving themselves to just exhaustion. They're, there's nothing left when they're done with, with these races and with these different competitions. And I was just thinking about how it can't be that fun to to be in that spot, to just have to train your whole life, probably can't eat many sweets, you know, you can't eat a lot of ice cream, you gotta, you gotta train eight hours a day. Like, it just doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but when you see these athletes and they're getting interviewed and between the races, right, they just got the, they have a smile, grin, I mean, ear to ear, right, they just, the biggest smile, they're just so excited to be there, they're so excited to compete. They love training, they love going after it. And I was just thinking about how, even though it must hurt, Right? It must be painful to be that kind of an athlete. They have so much joy because of the goal they're going after. Right? I mean, if there was no goal, if there was no, um, if there was no winning, if there was no competition, if there was, if they, there was no medal at the end, right, they might not be as excited to, uh, to spend their whole life running in circles. You know what I mean? Like, they, it's, it's, they, need, they need that goal. And I was thinking in our own lives, as, as we're running this race, as we are... Christians serving God, as we're, we're doing his will and as we're pursuing him, it, when we have that goal, when we have that goal that he gives us, we have the joy to do it, you know? And that, that's the idea that I want to bring across today. And I see this in, in, chap, in Colossians uh, chapter one. And my idea is this, that our lives, which are lived for Christ, right? I'm calling that ministry, our lives that are in service for Christ, doing the work of God every day with your family, where you, at your job, right? Living for him, living this life, it's ministry and it, it's joyful, even amidst difficulty because of the goal that we reach, right? And that's what I really wanna get into. And I think this, that Paul's ministry, he was joyful even in suffering because he was a minister to the Gentiles and he knew his goal. Right, and that's what I want to get into today. And we're going to, Colossians 1, um, verse 24, it says this. Now, I rejoice in my suffering for your sake. And in my flesh, I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body that is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his, this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all of his energy and he powerfully working within me. Right, Paul, he's speaking to this Colossian church. He writes this to the Colossian church, and this church had been undergoing um, false teaching. Right, What was going on is they were taking all these different ideas at that day, Jewish ideas with, 
with Greek ideas. They were, they were putting the law, they were doing all these Sabbath regulations, these eating regulations, and they were then also praying to, to angels. They thought that this different sorcery and, myst- and mysticism, that they could somehow put all of it together with Jesus, with, with the gospel, that they could get this ma- big old melting pot full of different ideas and religions and put them together and serve God. And that would make them holy. And, and what they're actually doing is they were supplementing Christ. They didn't think Christ was enough. They were, they were trying to prove themselves and make themselves holy enough for God that right, they would be able to have his forgiveness and have his love. And, and they didn't realize that Christ was sufficient, that Christ was all they needed, right? And, and so that's why Paul, in this chapter, actually in the whole book, he's, he's gonna highlight the supremacy of Christ. He's gonna share why Christ is more than enough, the fullness of Christ, Right, and he's gonna begin the letter with a thanksgiving for their faith, and then he's gonna pray for their knowledge that they would know Christ, and, and then he's going to, uh, he's gonna actually do this, one of the most beautiful passages, I think, in the Bible right here, verse 15 to 20, he's gonna show them who Christ is. He's gonna say, he was the firstborn of all creation, um, and he was, he's the, he's the head over all creation. He, he holds all the creation together, right? He is the head of the church, right? He, he's sharing how, Christ is the almighty God, right? He, he's saying how he is all that we need. And then he, he begins to get into the application. He's saying, in Christ, this Christ who is above all, he's the one who reconciled us. He's the one who brought us close to God. He's the one who saved us, right? And then he gets into the passage we're getting into in verse 24. And Paul's now gonna describe his part in this, his role in this church. And, he, and he's gonna show how Christ was working within him in, in how the, the mission, the joy he has in this mission. And so it says, verse 24, he says, I rejoice in my suffering for your sake. In my flesh, I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body. That is the church, right? He's sharing that, that, that he is so joyful. This is his attitude of ministry. This is his attitude amidst the difficulty Paul's been beaten, he's been, he's been stoned, he's been in prison, and he says, I am joyful. I am joyful in serving Christ. I am joyful in, in doing this calling for the church. Right? And then t- verse 25, it says, what is this calling? What is this that he's been called to? To become a minister, a minister from God, and, and he was to make the word of God fully known. That's what he's doing. He's going around the world, making sure that people know the word of God, and then Verse 26 through 27, he's gonna describe what this word of God is, this specific message that he's been called to, to give out. And that's this, the mystery, the mystery of Christ, the mystery of the gospel, which is this, that Christ didn't come only for the Jews. This isn't the Jewish faith for only Jews, but now this is our faith. He's including us in the promise, right? He's saying, I'm coming for the Gentiles, for those who, who need Christ and don't know yet that there's a God who loves them and died for them. And so he's making the mystery known. That, that's his mission right there, making the mystery known. And I love this. He says, the hope of glory, um, right here in the end of verse 27, he says, uh, this mystery, the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? The mystery is that Christ is in us, that he's in us. All of us are, are products of Paul's ministry, to be honest. And he's saying this, that Christ in you is the mystery, and I'm making it known that you can have Christ. And he's saying this, that it's the hope of glory, because hope means that it's not fully come yet, 
We're still hoping there's still a future. And though Christ is coming, our salvation is in the forgiveness of sins through his death. We are still hoping for the glory that one day our salvation will be fully realized and that one day we will meet him, right? After we die or if he comes back, we will be with Christ and we will experience not just forgiveness of sins, but we will experience heaven in his presence in such a real way. We'll be face to face with him and Christ will be in us and then we'll be in his presence fully, the hope of glory, right? And, and then he, he goes after this, he says in verse 28, and I think this is a big part of the passage. He's explaining his goal in teaching this. He says, him we proclaim, right? Jesus we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. That's his goal, presenting people mature in Christ, right? Christ in him, Christ in you. That's his goal. That, that's what makes the hardship and the suffering of Paul worth it. If, if there was no mature in Christ, if there was no hope and glory, it wouldn't be worth it, right? It, it, says, it says in Corinthians that if, if Jesus wasn't ro- risen from the dead, that we would, be, we would be fools for believing the gospel because Jesus rose, because this, this hope of glory, that there's this future hope, because we have this salvation where it's here and now, but it's still coming. He's saying, I, I have joy no matter what, no matter what hardship. I have joy in serving this church because presenting them mature in Christ is my goal. Like that Olympian, I, I'm gonna work as hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be exhausted. Why? Not just for the sake of being exhausted, but for the sake of, of completing this goal. Paul is on a mission and he's explained his attitude. He's explained his, his purpose. He's explained his goal. And, and I think that we see this in our own lives. I think that we see that um, Christ we can have joy in serving Christ because of the purpose he given us and the goal in reaching it. And, and we see like just our lives, when we live for Christ and we see it, we can have such joy, we can have such purpose. And like Paul, I think that we have different roles. We, we have our missionaries, we have Renzo and Emma here today from Guatemala, and it's such a perfect example for us as we see their joy. You see the pictures and the smiles on people's faces and just the purity of what they're doing, and you just understand that there's such a joy in what they're doing. Why? Because what they're working towards is presenting people mature in Christ. I mean, volcanoes were erupting. They had a volcano, and they went through COVID in this country, and they are so joyful no matter what. Why? Because... Because, because they have the goal that they're reaching, the work that they're going after is not in vain. In our own lives, we see it here, serving here in church. I was, I was thinking of the worship team. I was thinking of uh, ushers and greeters and, and, and security and media. And, and I was thinking about all these different areas, children's church and youth group, men's and women's groups. I was thinking there's so many different areas. And, and at times it can be hard. It's not always easy. We don't always wake up in the mornings and be like, all right, let's just, let's go. You know, it, sometimes it can be hard. Sometimes, I was thinking about Christian parenting, presenting your children mature in Christ. But when you look at the goal, I, I just wrote it down real quick, the worship team, creating this atmosphere of worship, creating, creating this atmosphere of ref, reflection. I was thinking of the ushers and, greet, and the greeters, how they just bring a warmth and a love, right? A welcoming feeling in this place. But the coffee time, how we're able to just build relationships, encourage one another. 
Children's church, how, how teachers are down there right now sharing the gospel, sharing Christ's love and his message. Right? We're all working together and, and we're all doing this together. And the thing is this, that sometimes it is hard. It's not gonna always be easy. It's not always gonna be easy to, to, to parent or to be a great friend on a job site or so many different areas of our lives to live out this Christian message, to do this ministry that we've been called to. We all have a role. But when we see the goal, when we see these goals and we see that all working together, what we're doing is presenting people, maturing Christ, that Christ is in us, that the mystery of the gospel has been revealed, right? That we have this hope, this blessed hope, this future of forever with him in glory, this future of forever in being in his presence, forgiven and just, just embracing it. We see that it's all worth it. And that's where the attitude of joy comes from. Right? I, was, I was thinking about how last month I went up to Bar Harbor in Maine. And the coolest thing about Bar Harbor is that you have all these different mountains right on the edge of the ocean. It's like the only place um, on the East Coast that you really have this. And it's the most, it's the most east out into the ocean. And, and so what's so cool is this, that when we would go there as kids, you, you wake up before the sun rises. You drive up to the top of the mountain, right? And then you're able to see the sunrise. It's the first sunrise in America. You could say you saw the sun before anybody else. And it's one of the most amazing experiences because there's like a, probably about 100 other people who drive up too. And everyone's just sitting. It's like you're in a movie theater, but it, you're not, but it's just, you're just looking at how beautiful the earth is, right? How beautiful the creation is. And, and you just watch it together. And I remember just being younger. My dad would, would wake us all up and we would just be man we did not want to get up but he would just come on let's go and then get us all piled up and we would just watch that sunrise and so I went there last last uh, month with Rach and her family and we um I was looking up on the phone I'm like all right we got to get there we got to get up on top of that mountain you guys got to see this and they did not want to wake up early right but I was like you have to see this right and I looked and then you had to make um reservations it's not like before and so I'm like all right let's make a reservation but it was all booked we couldn't even go but I was like dude no car is going to stop me, man. I was like, I'm riding my bike up, man. I'm getting up there. I got to see this. I got to see this. So I, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm riding my bike. So I, I, um, I wake up right before, like 3.30, whatever. I, I get in the car, and I start riding up. And I'm starting to ride. I'm like, this is terrible, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be crawling up by the end of this, right? And then as I'm going and going, I'm beginning to think about that sunrise. I'm beginning to think about those memories I had with my family, watching the sun break over the horizon. As I'm going up, I'm looking on my right, and I'm right on the spine of this mountain, right? And I'm looking over, and there's another mountain, and it was a beautiful, clear night, and you could actually still see the moon. And so on one side, you start seeing the, the, how, the, how the light is beginning to shine. The sun isn't up yet, but you're beginning to see the light uh, fill up the sky on one side, and on the other side, it's still dark, and you see the moon, just the biggest moon I've ever seen, right over the mountain. And I'm just going up, and I'm just, I'm just in paradise. I mean, it's hurting, but I'm just thinking about how, man, this is going to be incredible. This is one of the best mornings of my life. And I just can't wait to see that sun. And then we get up to the top, and um, we're all waiting. And I'm sitting next to this family with small children. And we all, we all know why we're up there, right? And, and then I'm sitting next to this family. And then about 30 minutes goes by, and then there's just this speck of the sun that goes right over the horizon. I mean, so small. It was like a pin drop, but it lit up the whole land, like Everything was lit up from it. And then you just started seeing it come up. And this little girl next to me, she's looking at her mom. She goes, what is that? Like she had never seen the sun. Like it was just, it was such an incredible experience. 
And I think if I can get up and if, if we're so amazed by the sunrise, how much more amazing is this goal that he's given us? How much more amazing is seeing people mature in Christ? How much more amazing is, is seeing the church grow and seeing people know him and, and love him and, and seeing his presence work in our lives? I mean, that's the joy that gets us through anything. That's the joy that will get me through the roughest weeks of my life. That's the joy that, that will get me through when I can't get up or I'm just, something's happened and I'm like, God, I just don't know how. I don't know what. Like, I just have no motivation. I think, God, that's the goal. That the future glory of knowing you, being with you forever, that people need you, right? That's the goal. And, and that's the attitude. That's the attitude of, of ministry. That's the attitude of, of Serving God, of knowing him, is, is joyful. It's just joyful. It just fills you up. He's like, no matter what, I know. I know the end. I know, I know the goal of this mission, and it's worth anything. It's worth everything. And that's what Paul's attitude was. That's what our attitude can be. That's what we've seen here with missions. In Guatemala, there is such a great goal that any cost is worth it. There's so much joy to be had by serving Christ for the goal, seeing people mature in him. But I was, I think the greatest part of this passage is that it doesn't stop at 28. It keeps going. And on 29, it says this. Paul says, for this I toil, struggling with all of his energy that he powerfully works within me. Just think about that. For this I toil and struggle. And Paul is gonna share that it's hard work still. Even though there's joy to be had, it's hard work serving Christ. It's hard work presenting people mature in Christ. It's hard work raising children in Christ. It's hard work being at church and working together. But he's saying this, it's with all of his energy. Right? The pronoun there, his, he's saying it's not my energy, it's, it's Christ's energy, it's his, it's his strength that, that brings me through. And he says, he says that he powerfully works within me. That word powerful there, I was, I was looking it up, and it's the same word used when it says that Christ will powerfully come again. And, and it's the same Christ that's working in our lives. It's his energy. And I was thinking about how, I mean, think about how amazing it will be when Jesus comes back. I mean, this, the, the sky is going to crack, and Jesus is going to come, and we're going to see his glory. I mean, the earth will probably shake. And, and I'm thinking about this is the same power. This is the same energy that's working in my heart, working in your life. This is the same energy that powers what we do for him. And I was able to ride up and see the sunrise, but in, in, in my, my Christian life, riding up my Christian life mountain, I don't have what it takes. And at times you'll say, I don't, I don't have what it takes. I can't do it. I can't, I can't meet the standard that I find here in the Bible. I, I can't love my neighbor as myself. I can't forgive 70 times 70. I, I, I can't do it. I just, I don't have it in me. And Paul's saying, I know you don't. Jesus is saying, I know you don't. And that's why it's my energy. That's why it's my strength. And that's what Paul is saying in this passage. And that's, 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 the, that's the crux of this, of this thing is, in this Christian walk, in this ministry that we do, and getting up and, and realizing that life can have so much purpose and there's so many people we can love and be there for, and there's so many people we can share him with, we see that it's by him, it's through him, it's not us, right? 
if I were to ride up that mountain and I was going to, if I was going to my Christian goal on a bike, I would be overpassed out in a ditch, breathing for air. <laughs> but with Jesus, he brings me up the mountain. He brings me up the mountain. He brings you up the mountain. That's what he does in our hearts, and that's what he does in our lives. And so as you go this week and as you're thinking about, God, so much to do, God. I, I don't know if I have the strength to do it. You just begin to realize it's him who's working through me. It's his strength. And his spirit will fill you. Just like Acts, just like Acts 1.8, the Holy Spirit will fill you up. He will, the presence of Christ will work in your life. That's what he does. And so let's just pray today. Let's pray today for that we would have joy in serving because of the goal that he's given us. And we know we can do it because he is, it's his power working through us. Father God, we just love you. We thank you, Lord, that you are working in our lives, that you are alive and well, that God, you sit on the throne. And that God, you have such purpose and such goals, Lord. And it's a privilege to be able to be a part of what you're doing, that God, you include us. You include us in it. Incredible. You're so mighty, so worthy. Lord, you're so great. Lord, work in our hearts and our lives. God, help us have an attitude of joy in serving you in every area of our lives, God. That God, we would together present people mature in Christ, first ourselves. God, by your strength, you'll do the mission. By, by the, the power that's working through us, it'll be done. The hope of glory will be fully realized. We just love you, Jesus. Worship you. Lord, I just pray for anyone today who's maybe thinking, I don't have it and I want it. I want this strength. I want this Jesus. You're saved by your faith. If you believe Jesus died for you and trust in him, he will change your life. He will fill you with, your, with his spirit. But just repeat this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I know you died on the cross for me. Lord, give me the strength to live this mission. Give me, Lord, your energy to do your will. And give me an attitude of joy in all that you've called me to do wonderful name.